The top three reasons you should have an in-car window display system. First reason would be that you basically own your own billboard. And the second would be that you can monetize that billboard. Third would be that you can broadcast whatever you'd like on it and have that freedom of speech. Welcome to AI Nerd, AI with Attitude, where I try to make things as unnerdy as possible. Enjoy learning today about the latest trending technology. Welcome to AI Nerd, AI with Attitude. And today I'm giving just a bit of attitude to David Valverde. He is a CEO and founder of Pronos.ai. He's joining us today from Palo Alto, California. And his company allows you to broadcast whatever you like, leveraging their epic display systems. Uh, thanks for joining today, David. I appreciate you um, joining from your low rent cost basis place to live in Palo Alto. Um, it's important to to keep your costs low in your company. So <laughs> how are you doing today? Doing great. Thanks for having me. Yeah, appreciate it. Um, you, you guys have some cool tech and we're going to get into the what, what Pronos.ai does. Uh, I'm blown away by it. I'm, I actually, I want one now in my minivan. We'll talk about that. But um, that's right. I have a minivan. It's a spaceship. Anyway. Um, look great on minivans, vans so we can definitely I, make that I bet it's gonna only improve what my kids have done to the inside of my van but um uh here nor there it listen take a moment uh talk tell me about you a little bit how you got to be sitting here um but you in and so for the 15 people that watch this they they can really get a feel for for you yeah sure so i'm david i'm the founder and ceo of pranos and uh like thomas said we're converting car windows and visual displays and yeah, I mean, uh, how we got here and uh, as a company and um, there was just a lot of different iterations, a lot of different ideas that we kind of commercialized and, and that's why we decided to, to build it the way we did. Um, but me as a person, um, yeah, just uh, I uh, grew up in Germany, so I spent most of my formative years there and I traveled a lot as a, as a youngster and uh yeah, I guess that gave me a different perspective on the world, just kind of, and it kind of prepared me for what we're doing now, uh, because it has such an international appeal. We've, we've have, I have partners from all over the world that are kind of helping build, put this together. It's not just a USA thing. Um, I look at us as like a real international company right out of the gate. I mean, we have distributors globally. Yeah. So, I mean, actually the, the big, the, uh, most of our customers are, and the most of the appeal has come from international places from other countries. So, um, yeah, I think if I've, you know, grew up in one town and stayed there for my whole, you know, my entire life, I probably wouldn't ever have put this together. You know, it, it would have been too scary. For me, you yeah, know? It's, it's, it's a good point. I mean, you, the, the, the perspective of different culture and, uh, in moving young ages and having to make new friends, new, potentially new language restrictions and lifestyle restrictions and all that. And then, you know, and then you go to California and that's like a whole new country by itself. Right. I mean, <laughs> but uh, like we're not going to get into that, but like the truth, the truth is no, like, I mean, literally California is different than Georgia and Georgia is different than, you know, Missouri and Missouri is different than Germany. Right. Not right. that different, but close. And, right. you know, but talk about little, you know, you know, what Pronos does, like, give me the kind of the pitch of what it does, what it solves for. And, you know, how did you land on that? Because it's, it's really cool. And, and of, of what it does describe it a little bit, maybe take a few moments into what your tech and what you're offering. Yeah, sure. So we are an aftermarket uh, car window display system that allows you to broadcast any content you'd like to the, to, you know, your surroundings. 
um, in HD. So, uh, and you'd have to kind of see it yourself, www.pronos.ai, so you can see the visual. It's a very visual product. It's hard for me to describe verbally, but I'll try my best. But um, we've kind of found through a lot of case studies and talking to people over the last basically three and a half, four years, um, you know, that, that this was the best way to roll this out was as a consumer product so we can reach the scale that we want and still reach the goals of creating an ad network eventually. But we, we decided to build it so the upside really was in the consumer's hands. And um, so, you know, for $1,000, you're buying something that could potentially mine revenue for you as you drive around, um, if that's what you decide to do with it. Or you can just broadcast your favorite sports highlights or whatever you like. Um, but we just found that it was kind of a cultural phenomenon because a lot of people just love the way it looks. People are fascinated by it. They want it in their own cars. So we, you know, we realized this is a lot bigger than just putting it on taxi cabs and running ads, you know? So we found an opportunity to, to create a lot of value to people. And at the same time, it created value to us because now, you know, we can really create um, and really launch at a large scale, um, which is what we've always wanted to do. So that's why we build it as a consumer product. Yeah, I mean, the, just the ad revenue, I mean, if you build it as a consumer product, right, and then you sell all those, whatever else, even if that's at worst break even, or best, I should say break even, but then you have a whole distribution of ad network, you just created a whole new media company, right, like that. And, and, the, and, and, you know, the idea that you could personally advertise whatever you wanted on there, or leave your car out in a very highly public place. And some, yeah. you know, QR code your car or something else. And like, and you got credit for that. Like the idea behind it's amazing. It's so cool. I, I, it's like, it's like almost like, duh, obviously. Right. <laughs> like, um, in, in, in a, you know, I hope maybe you can send me a video. We'll put it in here and you can kind of display it while you're talking about it a bit. But I, I think that'd be kind of fun. But, you know, as you, as you build it, what are kind of some of the challenges though, from just manufacturing distribution, you know, there's a lot of, a lot of challenges in logistics right now too, that probably are factoring in for a while, but talk about maybe like the challenges you're kind of overcoming as a company to make this happen and, you know, realize this vision. Um, yeah, as far as challenges, um, yeah, there, there have been some when it comes to our supply chain, but um, we were able to, especially since we're still, uh, we're actually launching a beta here in January. Um, uh, you know, a lot of the manufacturing has been done in-house and we've uh, kind of, you know, built our own parts, uh, you know, through 3D printing and we build our own software and there's some vendors we work with, but, you know, at the moment there's, you know, we, we were able to, we were, we had a contingency plan that allowed us to kind of sidestep a lot of those issues. And uh, yeah, I mean, I, I don't really see a lot of uh, issues anymore because we had a contingency plan, but um, yeah. That's well, that that's amazing because like you're you're definitely not in the 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 bulk of what most people have with trying to get parts and supplies. You'd say that the, the demand's mostly in uh, overseas. Any in particular countries really jumping on more than others? Yeah. Well, you know what's interesting is we probably have, we've we've probably received queries from every continent by now. A lot from China, a lot from India, Denmark, France, Brazil, Canada. I mean, uh, Australia. I mean, I've I've had I've had people fly out from everywhere, and we've talked to people from uh, Dubai. We were out there talking to, to people. Um, 
you know, that's another thing, right? Building a consumer product will allow us to fulfill that demand quicker because we can ship out anywhere um, versus however else people have thought of. You know, we, we, you know, we're not a B2B. Play. I mean, here's the thing. Like, a lot of people think that we're a B2B play, but and we are too, but um, a B2C sort of product can satisfy B2B uh, demand. So, you know, we, we've had uh, dealerships from all over the world. Um, but yeah, I think that's the most exciting part that's kind of gotten me real excited is just, it's just, just all the demand from Japan, Korea, I mean, everywhere. I mean, we've talked to people in Thailand. So the U.S. is a big market, but it's just one market. That's what, and I think the U.S. is probably going to be heavy. You know, there's still there's no regulations when it comes to what we're doing. But I think that it, if there ever is going to be regulation, it may come here, right? When it comes to, oh, well, you guys are being too disruptive or whatever. Um, because there's a lot of disruptive factors to what we're doing. And a lot of, you know, people may feel people people may feel kind of ambiguous about uh allowing people to just broadcast whatever they like in public right um but i mean we all do it every day anyways as people don't realize in a different form factor i mean we all have vocal cords and we can go around town and say whatever we want to say you know and we all can you know get a ski rack and put a tv on top of your car and, and play whatever you want to play it's just you know, now we're putting it in, in, a, in, a, in, a, in, a, in a package that, that is a lot easier to use, but it's not, like it, it's not like we can't do it right now. So, but yeah, I think that's the biggest thing we've kind of heard is people feel like people will use it for things that are not appropriate, but, you know, so you kind of get into that whole content side of things, right? Which is interesting. Um, that's why as Pranas, we're not really positioning ourselves as a company that uh, vets content or pre-approves content or sits on one side or another side. We just build the display system similar to how TVs and DVDs, DVD players, uh, or, you know, how Samsung manufactures TVs. Like they don't really create the content. People create the content and, and we just kind of stay right. out of it. You <laughs> so that's how content. That, that'd be another option, but I, and I get that. And how do you keep the, uh, do you have patents pending and how, how are you going to keep other countries that, aren't as forthcoming on respecting IP from just saying, oh, that's great. Now it's on Alibaba for yeah. one-tenth the price. Yeah, and that's fine. But I mean, one-tenth the price and it'll be, you know, one-twentieth the quality and brand recognition. So, I mean, I'm not really worried about, mm -hmm. you, know, you know, competition. We do have international PCT patents though. So we can obviously enforce them and litigate them in most courts around the world. But um and we probably will end up doing that. Um, but, you know, when it comes to, when it comes to um, having competitors come in and, and, and all that, they, they always do. Um, and yeah, I don't, I don't think I'm too worried about it. Um, I mean, I, and, I, and it is what it is. You know, I, I like that you said the brand recognition will, will, but also then what you're building, you know, even if you have, if you don't have your hardware and you're going to go build a multimedia or an ad network, you have to have your hardware to do it. That, that would be, that I mean, you, there's ways around it to, to what you end up being. So there, there are value statements that you can certainly embed into the hardware itself. They're like, sure, you can go refine but, but we're not given access to it unless it's our serial number. And so you don't get to mine it. You don't get to monetize it. You know, you could, they'll have to create their own. I, yeah. I think though what you guys are doing and creating is, is really, um, I love the, you know, you can help a billion make a billion, right? So, so I love that you can touch a billion people with this 
or yeah. more easily um, once it's distributed, you know, once you overcome that, maybe just I, for my own personal interest, just talk about the company a little bit. How long has it been around? You know, you know, are you seed, pre-funding, seed funding, bootstrapped? Yeah. Maybe talk to that a little bit if you can. Yeah, so we've actually uh, bootstrapped for a while and then recently registered with the SEC for a crowdfunding round. So we just did a pre-seed there. Um, you know, we just, we, we didn't really need to, we didn't really need a lot of funds to do what we need to do. So we, I'd rather, I, I, you know, I'm kind of in the camp of, if we don't need to raise money, why raise money and dilute yourself just to, to get investors. Uh, um, so I wanted to take it far enough, you know, with our own funds and then raise a bit more on, on WeFunder and, and that would give us enough to kind of uh, launch the product. It's basically already completed. So um, we didn't really need much. We didn't really need really a lot of funds to get to this point. Yeah, the the, the Reg C changes on WeFunder is great. I'm I'm a very big fan of of uh, WeFunder um, for sure. I've actually yeah. invested. We've invested in, in other companies via there. So um, I'm not sure you're allowed. To, I don't know. You can send me the link. I'm not sure. <laughs> actually with the Reg C changes, you can. You don't have to be accredited. So um, I can actually then put your links out there to say if you want to go jump on the WeFunder for this, send it to me if it, if it's still open or if you're if not. But let me know because that's a uh, very interesting. Sure. Yeah. So we actually had a rolling close, um, what two months ago maybe. Um, but yeah, we're the the final close is in uh, January on January fourteenth. Very good. So FOMO, there it is. Jump in. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, here's the thing. I mean, it's it's uh, yeah. I you know when it comes to something like this, I think people end up selling themselves. It's like I don't really need to sell it too much. It's People I, just yeah, see what you're doing and it's 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 obvious. Well, I signed up for your uh for your for your uh, uh wait list. You know, I want to rock my minivan and I'm just gonna play this interview over and over and over. Just want you yeah. to know that. Well, I've heard that I, I've heard that people, you know, would use it. Another podcaster told me, hey, he, you know, he would he would want to run his his episodes on his car, you know, to promote it. Yeah, no, I mean, I listen. I this is this is a no brainer to me. Just you know, it's you know, it's obviously uh, you got to make the modifications to the car. I see the aftermarket, just loving this in every possible sense. And then I just there's so much application for this, and it's amazing. Um, give us a future thought, though. So you know, you guys are where you are. You're, you're on the wait list side. You know, fast forward a few years, talk about your company. Maybe the industry is kind of a final font. Give us, you know, go predict something, and and let's see. Uh, you know, you know, where do you think this market goes and where do you think your play is in it three years from now or two years or pick a timeline that you're comfortable with? I'm, I'm good at that. <laughs> yeah, just, you know, um, you know, a few years from now, um, really the goal is to, you know, to be in, in most markets that we've already kind of received demand from and uh, allow for people to to own these and, and, and really be the, the first consumer product to actually be considered an asset for people, right? And actually mine money other than, you know, maybe Bitcoin miners, but, um, you know, we're creating a platform that allows people to actually uh, you know, mine money basically. Um, but really, I guess the, the long-term goal is um, to allow for people to, well, really the vision is, you know, once this is paired with autonomous vehicles and you can own an autonomous vehicle paired with our technology, um, you know, cars can go around town and pick people up, drop people off, and it could also just run ads all day long while you're just at home with your family. And that could be your investment, you know, $20,000 for the car and our system. And, and then, you know, you're maybe generating 
who knows? I mean, I don't have the number how much you could generate a year when it comes to an autonomous vehicle doing that type of work. But I think that's my vision for AI is I think it, it'll, if, if you allow for the public to own it, I think it'll allow us to be free and, and just enjoy what we do. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, if you could do autonomous vehicle delivery systems where it shows up and just takes one package on a or a couple of packages out and, you know, has the ability to the cars would have to change a little bit. But if you're going to have an, an autonomous delivery system vehicle, you, you've bought, you've purchased, it's just part of your network. It's your own little franchise, if you will. And right. it runs around going, here's how, you know, like, I mean, the, 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 you know, also just a car that runs around just as marketing. <laughs> it's just it goes to highly trafficked bar areas like hey you know it just sits there and just drives the street right. <laughs> i mean there's so much you could do with it for exactly. sure I think that's just one example and i think that that's the way i've always looked at ai i think it's it's a way it's an opportunity for people to own it if we if if, we, if companies build the opportunity for them to buy it um instead of just displacing them in the job market i think it could be an opportunity for people to find their replacement but they own their replacement, so they keep the upside of what the replacement actually earns. Yeah, I think that would be interesting because it just it's a win-win, right? I mean, if you OEM this into cars, my word, you're set. Um, and so the, uh, uh, the I I believe fundamentally AI creates an exponential a number of jobs as you already see it with uh, developers. If you if you even take all this business technology that's been made and and you say, okay, cool. It's all low code, no code. And, and there's, you know, we don't need developers. You already see a demand that exceeds that like 10 X. So the amount of technology jobs that are being created now that leaves a group out for sure, but there's going to be a whole other set of people that have to, they may don't do the tech, but they need to build it, support it, service it, you know, talk about it, whatever else. It, I'm not, I am not fundamentally worried about AI ruining jobs. It will create exponentially more for sure. No question about it. I think so too. I'm very yeah. optimistic. Well, yeah. hey, that, and I appreciate it. Uh, this is fantastic. I, I really, uh, I really enjoyed the time. I've signed up for the uh, the wait list because I, I got you know, I'm I'm all in for it. I'm gonna check out your WeFunder for sure, and I'll drop all these links, some bios. But I thank you so much for your time today and, and joining the uh, AI Nerd Channel. Yeah, thanks, Thomas. Thanks for having me. I hope you enjoyed the video today. Thank you for listening, watching. Please subscribe, turn on notifications, hit that like button, and drop me a comment below. AI Nerd. AI with attitude.